Hey, Allison, before we start this week, I was really excited and I want to talk about our new sponsor, audible.com. You can now go to audibletrial.com slash bizmarried and get a free 30-day trial membership to audible.com on us. So uh, audible.com is great. It's a great place to get best-selling audiobooks. They now have podcasts, everything. Yeah, I'm a car listener, so this is great. I can just download it and listen to books and audio things in my car. Yeah, so definitely check it out. Go to audibletrial.com slash bizmarried. Now on to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share some tales and stories of being married and owning a business together. And guess what, Allison? It's our 20th episode. Yay! That's ah. exciting. I'm super excited about it. So what's been going on with you this week? We had a really exciting week in terms of some of our personal communication stuff. At the beginning of the year, we always sit down and review our budget for the year, and we look at our emergency fund. And we've talked in the past about how you should have a three to six months of um, emergency funds set aside. So we revisited and adjusted how much we need to have in our account this year. And we set a goal to max them out at six months worth of savings. And we did it. Yeah. So to be well, and we looked at what's funny part is we looked at it and we then we looked at our previous six months of spending and we it's almost a year's worth of savings if we had COVID all the time because we didn't we haven't spent money for the last six months. The kids had no activities. We didn't go anywhere. So yeah. So we had all that virtual anytime we had a doctor's visit or anything it was virtual and we didn't have to pay a copay. It was was great. great. It was great. I won't stay forever, though. So, we, yeah, it was exciting. And, you know, we found um, Dave Ramsey and, you know, the whole idea of of his um, baby steps and the total yeah, the money makeover. Steps, the total money makeover. We found all of that about 15 years ago, and it really has changed our lives and kind of both professionally and personally. And one of those things is to have this emergency fund. And And I'll, I'll repeat something that Dave always says, especially when you read the total money makeover to begin with. It's a, if you're ready for Murphy to come knocking on the door, Murphy never comes and knocks on the door. Right. And one of the reasons we weren't terrified when COVID came, I mean, we were worried and concerned and looking at the budget, but at least for home and for work, because we have the emergency fund for work, but for home, we knew how long we could sustain with the cash we had on hand. Right. And and to be honest with you, I mean, even when you look at it building your emergency fund, you know, you should build it for whatever your costs are on average. But you should also think about if you ever have to enact and get into that emergency fund, you should also pare down and you should be eating beans and rice, you know, for dinner. So, um, so it's really great though. I'm super, we were super excited. It's one of those milestones we were really hoping to hit this year and we, and we hit it, uh, with a few months left to go. So yeah, I think it's the first time since pre house and kids that we're back to having six months, I think, um, as we got into our late twenties and thirties, the number of mount got less because our expenses got higher. So yeah. we've been working back towards that. So really excited. Super excited. And we're actually going to talk this week about something else that's sort of Dave Ramsey related. 
um, we started a few years ago with the Entree Leadership Program that's offered through Ramsey Solutions. And um, one of the things that it taught us and that we've started is the whole idea of KRAs and KPIs. And Allison, can you explain a little bit about what a KRA and a KPI are? Yeah, so a KRA stands for Key Results Area. It's the what the job is supposed to accomplish, the specific outcomes that are attached to you know your job description and why you're there. And then a KPI is the Key Performance Indicator. It's the criteria by which you measure whether you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And why is this... You know, we we approach it that it's part of everybody's job description, but why is this more important? Like everybody's going to be like, well, I know what I'm supposed to do for my job. I already have a job description. Why do I need a key results area or a key performance indicator? I have a job description I'm supposed to follow. So I look at it kind of like the summary of the job description. It's So we've added it to the top of our job descriptions, and I've kind of come to realize that the job description was just a bunch of tactic things. Like you need to do this. You need to do that. And this... KRAs is the outcome. So if you're doing all the tactics, this is the outcome that's supposed to happen. For instance, when we kind of looked at mine as the general manager, you know, some of the key results area was the team is winning. Okay. So a lot of things could go into that general statement, a lot of action items, or we have a healthy profit and loss statement. A lot of little to-dos have to go into that. So we're winning if the team is winning. We have a healthy profit and loss statement. I am getting out and acting as a brand ambassador. Um, I'm working on developing the business more. So those are the key performance areas that I need to be focusing my time on. And if I'm focusing my time on other areas, I'm not fulfilling my overall job description. And so after we kind of got into the whole Entree Leadership Program and started kind of unpacking the idea of KRAs, um, we sat down, you and I sat down, and we created KRAs, or we at least created, started to create KRAs for pretty much every role in our company. Everything from a lead carpenter to an assistant to a laborer to a salesperson to, you know, you as a general manager, me as a sales manager, um, all the way down to our admin person. Except when this week when I was printing them out so that we could talk to our office team about them, we realized that we had one employee in one role that we hadn't done a KRA for. So I kind of had to look at his job description and say, okay, so what are his key performance areas that so we know that he's winning? And I think that that also is part of the reason why we've struggled a little bit with, is he doing what we think he's supposed to be doing? Because we weren't all on the same page with what that's supposed to be. Right. And so t let's talk a little bit about how we, we came up with this concept and we brought it back to our team and how we kind of introduced the idea of KRAs and KPIs to them. Well, the Entree Leadership Program that we're part of and the Mastermind Advisory Groups, they um, there was a couple of workshops that we did and we worked on. And then we kind of worked with our production manager and our office team to talk about how we need to do a better job of checking in more regularly. And instead of having these meetings where we go over every pinpoint of what's on their job description, we're kind of checking in more regularly. We try to do it at least every 90 days. Um, we're not always successful with okay, are we winning with these key areas? You know, what's working, what's not? What what goals do we have to set for the next 90, 60, 90 days? Well, and I think the other thing that it's helped us when we when you talk about 
bringing people in for the idea of reviewing their KRAs or their KPIs. Um, it helps us do a better job of staying on task with them when we're talking to them. So instead of bringing somebody into your office and you're like, how are you doing? Or what's going good and what's going bad? Those sort of basic questions, you know, it gives us something that's a little bit more measurable, a little bit more, you know, pinpointed as, okay, here are your three or four key results area items. You know, how are you doing on these three? Where do you, what's your... What do you think is strong and what do you think is, is weak? Right. And by checking in with them more regularly, it's not like this big annual review where we're going to go over what you're doing and give you more money. It's more of a we always need to be working forward and moving forward. So we're going to check in regularly and just have a short conversation about where we are. We've also recently started doing our check-in or like a, a pre-check-in with our employees by giving them a form to fill out or you you, you made a little bit of a, a questionnaire for them to do. Yeah, for our office team uh, this week, I just kind of took everybody's key results areas and made a little form so that they could think about things that they're doing well, things that they can improve and things that they need help from us on so that a way to just kind of guide them through it so that we are all prepared for checking in. In what other ways does the KRAs help you and I as business owners in the company? What are some things that, you know, now that we've sat down and we've looked at every role and we've set these these sort of these measurable goals for each role, how has that kind of helped you and I? Well, it helps us look and see who's not really performing to their top potential. You know, we can look at it and go, okay, in the last three check-ins, you're still still not doing this, or we still haven't gotten a good grip on that. Um, is that a deal breaker? Is that something we really need to focus on and work harder on? When I think it allows us, we, we start to see when you have these four or five items, we start to see the things that return back and back again. This one's always a problem with you, Mr. Carpenter. This one's always a problem with you, production manager. You know, we need to work on this. And then after a couple of times when you, you know, you don't see it working, that's when you start to say, well, is this person right for that position? So it's really helped sort of streamline and organize the way we look at our org chart as well. Well, yeah, one thing that I found having come when I started where I came in and working with my dad and everything was in his head and nothing was written down and there was no quote unquote company policies or procedures, it was perceived as his whim. You're just picking on me or this or that. Now that we have things in writing, we have a company policies in writing, we have job descriptions in writing. It's not me being mean to you. These are the expectations. They're clearly written down. And these are the things we've talked about. This isn't me just picking something out of the air because you think I want to be mean to you. Right. And and. It also helps, and I'll use an example from this week, it also helps us when we realize that somebody's not a good fit by letting them go. And we had to let somebody go this week, and part of that was as the production manager and I sat down, and it was a it was a lead carpenter that we'd hired for a position, and he'd been with us a short amount of time. And we sat down, I sat down with the production manager, I said, well, here are, here are the four or five KRAs that fall under his position. Which, if any of these, is he able to complete? And that's when we sat down and we looked at it and we go, well, he, he can't do any of those. The, he doesn't, he's not, he's not able to manage any of those things. And so this is where we had to look at each other and go, okay, well, it's not a good fit. If he's never going to be able to switch over and it doesn't look like he can 
you know, on top of other things, handle the tasks that he's supposed to do for his position. It's not a good fit for us. And you need to tell him that, that we had these expectations and these are what, these are the four or five things that we wanted you to do. And you're not meeting those expectations. It's, it's probably not a good fit. Yeah. And you had those expectations in writing and we talked about them at his orientation as part of our onboarding process, which we've been revising over the last two years. Um, we added in a check-in at 30 days, 60 days, and 90 days. And we had markers, like by 30 days, we should be here. By 60 days, we should be here. By 90 days, you should be a you know, fully integrated part of the team with all of the basics. And, and I believe this person was just coming up on 30 days. So it was, it, was, it was time to cut the strings for everybody's frustration level. And I think that's one of those things that it also helps for your management level um, to give them clarity on what each of those positions are supposed to be doing. And also, uh, and, we, and we've, my, our production manager and I talked about this this week, is sometimes when you're looking at it and when this comes up, you start to look at it and go, oh, well, I have another employee who is actually doing more than what is on his KRAs. He's actually doing this guy's KRAs. And so you start to go, well, maybe he does d- deserve a raise or a, a position bump and and all of those things. So it it it's... It, it definitely helps you be a little bit more organized. Sometimes when people have job descriptions, they're pages long. They may have multiple things listed on them. And, and, and where this is a much more clear and concise way of being able to look at it quickly and organized to make sure somebody is hitting those tasks. So when we started taking our job descriptions and putting together KRAs, what were some of the questions that we asked ourselves to determine which which big picture items should be jumped into these KRAs? Well, we started with simple questions. Things like, well, why did we hire this person? Why did we make this hire? What, what is this person's ultimate goal for being in the company? So it helped us sort of have a better idea of, okay, here are the th- we hired this person because of these three things. This is why. Um, so that was that. That's definitely one one reason I can think of. Yeah, and. Um- taking kind of those action items that we always had and saying, you know, what's required every day and every week. Um, That was another thing that we talked about when we were kind of putting together that summary of expected outcomes. And then we looked at other things like, you know, what, why, what's the justification of us needing this role for the department that they're in? So if it's a salesperson for the sales department or if it's a, if it's a carpenter or whatever it might be. So to justify, it's also for us to justify, is this a hire that we actually need? Right. And why is it important to the success of the company? If we don't have this role will we be more or less successful? Um, Sometimes we feel like, oh, we just need more people. Okay, but why do we need more people? Why, if we bring in a marketing person, what is the expected goal and the expected additional revenue? Or can we just spread out the tasks or outsource it? I also think by doing it and asking ourselves these questions, it allows us to look at some of the other roles in the company and say, well, why isn't this, if we're hiring a person to do this, why isn't you know, the administration person doing this or why isn't the sales manager doing this if we're hiring? So I think it allows us to also look introspectively at all the other positions in the company. Right. And is this a part-time or a full-time position? Do you have a part-time receptionist that her role or his role could be expanded into a full-time role to also cover these things? Yeah, definitely. So some things you can do to get started uh, with the idea of KRAs or KPIs are, you know, first I would say, 
check out Entree Leadership. Check out EntreeLeadership.com uh, through the Dave Ramsey, uh, Dave Ramsey Solutions webpage and just get an idea of what they can offer to help you learn more about this. Yeah, I think that that's a really good step to um, kind of take if you if you don't have job descriptions to begin with, this is a good way to start that process as well. And if you don't have job descriptions, start small. Don't start big. Like start with the little questions. Start with, you know, those five or six questions that we just talked about. Why am I making this hire? What are this person's main activities? You know, why are these activities important for the success of our company? What, what, why is this position important for our company? Does this person justify their existence in our company? All of those things. Ask yourself a lot of those questions before just sitting there and writing out a bunch of tasks that somebody's supposed to do in their job. Right. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is maybe sit down with your employees and ask them those questions. So existing employees, sit down with them and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm thinking about doing. We're thinking about trying to shorten up this big, long document and give you four or five tasks that you are most important to your position. Let's let's talk about those. So definitely sit down and, and talk to uh, your employees about it. Well, Allison, let's kind of pivot here and let's talk about what we're listening to or reading this week. So I am listening to Traction by Gina Wickman. It was recommended to me by somebody in our one of our advisory groups. And it talks a lot about how entrepreneurs and business leaders face similar frustrations. It doesn't matter the size of the company or what, you, what you're doing. You know, everybody has personnel conflicts and profit woes and growth woes. Sometimes decisions never get made or they get made too fast um, or they fail to be implemented. So Traction talks about the secrets of strengthening six key components of your business and discovering powerful ways to run your company. Um, One of the guys in our group really said that it helped him grow his business and get everything kind of organized. So I just downloaded that. I'm starting to read it. And I think that's the, that's the, the cool thing about um, audible.com is that we're able to sit and listen to these books. And as business owners, you want to try to, you know, take in as much information as possible. You're like, you're, you're like craving all of these different ideas. And even if you listen to a book like Traction or something else and you get four, you know, one or two, even one or two good ideas from it, it's, it's worth the listen. And at audible.com, it can be so cost effective. There's so many free books. You know, you get a credit every month that you can put towards a book. So you get one free book every month. You can also buy additional books during the month. So definitely check it out. You can also get a free 30-day subscription on us. Visit audibletrial.com slash bizmarried. That's audibletrial.com slash B-I-Z married to get a free 30-day subscription to Audible. And maybe you'll download Traction and, and you'll get some ideas how to be more focused and focus your growth and, and everything with your business. So definitely check it out. Yeah, I'm excited to have you listen to it when I'm done. I know. that's It's 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 on my list. I'm still, uh, I still have like, uh, you know, like 20 hours left in Hamilton though. <laughs> So You'll get every, there. Every week, it's like I ch- I take like five, six hours off of That's it. That's how I felt when I listened to Lincoln on, on my Audible. It's like it's, ne- I, you know, I, I've, I'm trying to mix it with other books. It's just never going to end. But it's like 30, whatever it was, 36 hours long. Um, Allison, we got any shout outs this week for anybody? We do. I'd like to give a shout out to Kelly Smith Studios. Kelly Smith is a photographer and baker that services Southern New England area. And you have to check out her portfolio online. It will make you hungry. Oh, my gosh. So you were showing me her Instagram, I think. And the pictures, I wanted to go out to eat afterwards. 
the food looked amazing. It was just amazing. I was like, Craig, I'm so hungry now. You got to go check out Kelly's website. It's kellysmithphotos.weebly.com. And you can see her recipes. You can sign up for her newsletter. And you can follow her on Instagram and Facebook from there. Again, it's Kelly Smith Studios. And the website is kellysmithphotos.weebly.com. And look for her on Instagram, Facebook all those social media sites. Also, look for us. Um, if you want to be featured as a follower or a listener, shout out, then just follow us on Instagram or Twitter. We're at Biz Married, or you can find us on Facebook at Married with a Business. Allison, I hope you have a good week. We'll be back next week with another show. Yes. And uh, it's been 20 episodes. Hopefully, there'll be 20 times more. You got me here 20 times. We'll see how it goes. It's not like you're going anywhere. We live in the same house. You just have to come down to the studio and then... All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening this week. Remember, find us online and don't forget to listen, like, and subscribe. Tell your friends all of that stuff. That'd be great. Not only is it important to be focusing on your business, but it's also important to focus on your marriage. And that's what we do because we're married with a business. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. 